Welcome to Foreigner in Japan. I'm Shubhansh and I have been living in Japan for over six years. Today I'm going to talk about a very interesting topic. It is uh, the benefits and pitfalls of living in Japan. Why it's interesting is because I will be talking about uh, the transportation, cleanliness, traveling, and also about the rules and the work culture here. So these are all the core things that you want to talk about when you talk about Japan. And uh, that's why I think this is, is going to be fun. So let's start. So to start with, I will uh, talk about the service in restaurants. The service here is of the highest quality. What I mean by that is like uh, the customers here are treated like gods, literally. If a customer is sad or angry, then they will always try their level best to give you the best service possible. This can be seen in grocery stores, in retail shops, and even in restaurants. Personally, I have never uh, waited for more than 20 minutes after ordering uh, my food. That is something which is rare in many countries. I remember when I visited Hawaii, the average waiting time was like 20 to 30 minutes. And there you still need to pay tips. Yeah, it's, it's like ironical. Like you need to pay tips over there, but uh, the food can be late. Whereas in Japan, uh, there is no tipping system and the food comes in uh, average like 5 to 10 minutes maximum. Yeah, sometimes when it's like very crowded, they will already tell you. So you already get heads up from the beginning. So you never lose time here. So talking about time, time is really important uh, in Japan. And same goes with the transportation. Almost never will the train be late. And if it is so, it is because of some natural disaster or some human accident. Almost never, I think, I have experienced a, a delay without any reason. The trains arrive exactly dot to dot. What I mean by dot to dot is like uh, if the time is 11.07, uh, then the train will arrive at 11.06 or 11.659 seconds. It will never come even at 11.07. It will come uh, a little bit earlier than that. And uh, same is with uh, going. So if the time for departure is 11.10, then it will leave at 11.09 or 11.959. Yeah, that's a little bit tricky because I have missed so many trains in the beginning because I reached just on time. They are very punctual and anywhere you go, you need to reach there by at least uh, 15 minutes before the time. That is considered to be normal here. Talking more about transportation, uh, I would like to tell about uh, the convenience of the public transport here. The metro in Tokyo is amazing. It's very clean and uh, always on time. And you can visit any place inside Tokyo using trains. Yeah, sometimes uh, it can be a little far from the station, almost like a kilometer or uh, half a mile. It doesn't feel hard because uh, walking here is really easy. The pavements are so clean. They always have some uh, space for walking anywhere you go. Uh, almost 100% uh, of the places you can walk along alongside the roads. So it's never a problem. Plus they have their uh, cycle roads as well in some places. 
So cycling is also something which is easy to do in Japan. Next is uh, traveling from uh, one city to another. So here also the public transport is amazing. You must be already knowing about the bullet trains. With the bullet train, it just takes two hours for a 500 kilometers journey. And it costs about $150 uh, on one way or uh, around uh, $220 to $250 uh, on uh, a round trip. We can also take a bus in the same uh, route and uh, it will take around eight hours. So four times the amount of time required. And uh, the price will be around $40, $40 one side. It's around one fourth the cost. So yeah, perfect, right? Then in between of these uh, two extremes, uh, there is something very uh, unexpected. They have many low cost carriers, flights in Japan. And these flights cost only like $80 for round trip. Sometimes it's even cheaper than a bus because bus round trip can cost like $40 one side. So round trip may be like $80 to $90. But flights can be from $70 to $80 for the same trip. Flights will take half the amount of time of that of the bus. But you need to go through all the processes of security check-in and boring in and all so yeah all in all it will be four to five hours in total for a journey of 500 kilometers shinkansen or the bullet train is obviously the fastest and the most expensive way of transport here then uh, second best i think for me it is uh, flight you can choose so many ways of public transport here that's amazing even if the trains get late uh, due to some accident or natural disaster there is a slip system and you can get that slip and show it to your uh, employer that this is the reason I why I was late today maybe it sounds like a very convenient way to some people that you can show a proof but it backfires sometimes because the employer will definitely want that slip so suppose uh, sometimes what happens is like uh, you are late because of a train and uh, you're late by 10 minutes and it's a really urgent meeting. Now you need to go in the queue and take the slip of the train being late. That will add uh, another 10 minutes to your uh, already being late. So <laughs> it's kind of funny in a way because you can say that uh, companies don't trust the employees. In many countries, uh, people take advantage of this and because there is no slip system, they just lie. But uh, time is of utmost importance here in Japan, and this is how they manage it. Yeah, this is one pitfall, I think. It should not be considered as a benefit. Time constraint makes people really strict about many things. I will talk about it uh, in a later part of the podcast. Going back to the transportation, I think uh, it is not very really well advertised, but I think it's the best in the world. Even the buses are almost never late and um, yeah, they, they can be late by 5 to 10 minutes on average, but uh, it's still bearable, I think. Many times the buses also come at the exact time which is mentioned. That makes me feel like transport is absolutely perfect here. Next point I really like about Japan is the cleanliness. Anywhere you go, you find uh, it very clean. There is almost no litter anywhere. Yeah, it's really hard to find dustbins here. And in the Japanese society, from the very beginning, in their schools, it is taught that you have to keep your surroundings clean. You have to cook your own food, serve your own food. In the beginning of the three years in school, children are only taught mannerism. 
that can be really seen in their lives. And I think uh, other countries should follow this. Cleanliness is also carried on in the companies. And uh, in many companies, you are expected to clean your desk and you are expected to do even vacuum cleaning in the office. Yeah, this may sound like uh, crazy, but yeah, even uh, employees need to do that and foreigners need to do that too. And uh, it becomes like a very big culture shock that I'm working in this office and I need to clean uh, my desk. I need to clean the floor as well. If you had studied here in these schools, uh, it is easy for you to understand. But it's a part of the culture. And as you live here, you will uh, understand that it's only for the good of everyone. And we should follow this even in other countries because no work is small. This is ingrained in the society. And that's why Japanese people are also very humble. This is something we should learn from them and respect. The next thing I want to talk about is traveling. And I really love traveling. And I think uh, back in my home country, I think I was a little skeptical of traveling. I was worried about uh, theft or the journey, uh, the trains getting delayed. And I was uh, worried about the cleanliness of the place and so many different worries. But here in Japan, all that goes away. Approximately about two and a half hours from Tokyo, there are about 10 plus mountains uh, good for hiking for both beginners and uh, intermediate hikers. And there are many trails, so you can take the beginner one or you can take the harder one, depending on your preference. It takes about four to five hours of round trip for the beginner course and longer for the other course. One of the major ones that I always go is Tsukuba Mountain in Chiba. You need to take a bus from the station. In all, it takes about two and a half hours from my place to reach uh, to the bottom of the mountain. Then uh, around one and a half hours to two hours uh, to the top and one hour to the down, so three hours. All in all, it takes about uh, 10 to 12 hours and it is a good uh, day trip to relax and uh, refresh yourself. After this tiring hike, you can take an onsen or hot spring as they call it. That's a really fun and relaxing experience. There are many adventure sports as well. If you go two hours north of Tokyo, you will uh, go to Gunma or Saitama for these uh, adventure sports like bungee jumping, paragliding, and even skydiving. They have more than 200 locations uh, which offer skydiving here. If you love uh, adventure sports, this is the place for you. Because safety comes first for uh, Japanese people and you should never be worried about that. Also, there is bouldering, river rafting, canoeing, and uh, other sports that you can try out here. And it's very cheap uh, compared to your salary, which you get in Japan. So in the range of $100 to $200. Skydiving is a little bit pricey, but uh, not that much. It's only like $300 to $500, depending on uh, the place and depending on the height. They do videography for you. They do take your pictures also. Depending on your plans, uh, the price will change. Also, in winter, there is a lot of snow in uh, the Japanese Alps. Niigata, you can directly go there by the bullet train. And the round trip costs around $100. So you can stay there or do a day trip. It just takes uh, two through three hours in round trip journey from Tokyo to Niigata Ski Resort. There, you can do skiing. You can take a trainer, you can do it by yourself, you can uh, rental, you can do all kinds of different activities. You can do sledging, you can do snowboarding. All in all, it's amazing experience. 
Even Japan has uh, beaches and there are about 1000 plus beaches in Japan. The most beautiful ones are obviously there in the southern part in um, the southern islands of Okinawa. But even in the Honshu, the main island, there are many. And uh, most beautiful ones are in Shizuoka, in the Izu Peninsula region. And some very good ones are there in Chiba as well. Chiba is uh, where the Tokyo Disneyland is. It takes around uh, one or two hours by train to reach there. I can say with confidence that there are about uh, seven beaches, uh, seven very beautiful ones, in uh, three hours range from Tokyo. One way, three hours. Round trip might be six hours. So yeah, if you leave at 5 a.m., then you can come back by late night or by 8 or 9 p.m. You can have a very good outing in the beach. All this I talked was about a one-day trip. Now I'll talk more about a two or three day or more number of days of trip. And if you have many days, holidays, you can uh, book in advance and go to the prefectures of Kagoshima, which has beautiful mountains, Kyoto, which has beautiful temples and uh, traditional shops, old Japanese culture. Or you can go to Hokkaido, which is known for its cold weather. There is Okinawa as well, and it's also far. Yeah, so there are so many places in Japan. In the weekend, uh, you can even stay in Tokyo and enjoy some sports uh, you can book any uh, sports gym for playing badminton with your friends or you can uh, join an international party or you can even go to the festivals there are many country themed festivals which happen in the yogi par it uh, used to happen before the corona time uh, almost every week and i used to go there uh, at least uh, once a month sometimes twice a month they have Thailand theme, they have a Hawaii theme, and they, they even have a traditional Japanese theme. They have uh, the handicrafts from these places. They have the dancers who come from these countries and perform. Sometimes uh, very famous musicians are there. All this is always free. All this never costs any money. It's uh, like a fair. There are many food stores. And this is like a main attraction there because uh, they have ethnic food. You can also drink outside in Japan. This is something which is unique to Japan and some other countries as well. Yeah, most of the countries don't allow you to drink in public. But in Japan, you can do that. So you can uh, buy a drink from a convenience store and go to these festivals and then just get drunk there and you can enjoy the festival uh, with your friends. As time goes by, I'll add more and more uh, benefits of living here in uh, Japan. So now let's come to the pitfalls of living here. One main one is the Japanese language and the paperwork that is involved. Yeah, paperwork is still okay because uh, I agree it says tedious in the beginning, but uh, it keeps the system together. If you want to start a business here, it can be really hard for you because uh, there are many processes and you need a sign from many different uh, departments. You need to be really motivated to start a business here. But apart from that, uh, it's not that hard once you once you do it for the first time. The same process continues for the next uh, n number of times. It won't be a big issue. And the next one is uh, rules. So the Japanese really love their rules. It is good to have rules and uh, follow them uh, strictly. But sometimes uh, they become really strict, like it's a military. In rare situations, 
these rules really become a burden. Nobody can help you because rule is a rule. Experience something like this uh, when I was going to Hawaii. I came like four hours before the flight, but still uh, it took like uh, around two hours in uh, security check. By the time I reached the immigration queue, I had only like 30 minutes to do the boarding. Uh, otherwise, flight would go. By the time my turn came, uh, it took 15 more minutes. When my turn came, I forgot to fill one document. And I said, can you please uh, let me fill it right now and wait for me for like two minutes? Otherwise, my flight will go if I go back to the line and fill it. Uh, he didn't really allow me to do that. He said, uh, you need to go back and uh, fill it again. And I really insisted because uh, it was like two hours I had to wait in the security check. Nobody can come six, seven hours before the flight. So it was unreasonable on his part. Maybe it was uh, somewhere my mistake as well that I could have come earlier. But yeah, four hours is actually too early already. Then I got back into the line and then I had to wait 10 minutes more. I got it done and I rushed to my flight and just by one minute I could reach in time. So it was not like a really big issue. Suppose if I had some medical condition and I needed to rush and I didn't make the flight and then because I could not make the flight, I could not get my treatment done. It could have been about life and death for uh, not just me, but uh, many people if i was carrying some medicines yeah it can be a very uh, tense situation for a lot of people i was not in that position at that time so it was good for me but if you happen to be in such a position i'm sorry to say but the rules won't change for you you have to know this from before very rarely some person will go out of their way and try to help you in these situations i understand uh, their way of thinking also because if they change it for one person, then they need to do it again and again, and uh, they cannot say what is correct and what is not. Sometimes a little flexibility is needed, which is hard to get in Japan. So as a foreigner, you should be aware of this and try to follow the rules. What I do is like wherever I have to go, I search about the place, reach there at least 15 minutes in advance, even if I have a restaurant reservation i have reached there 15 minutes in advance and uh, tell them that i have reached otherwise things can be very complicated and you may not be allowed to enter in some scenarios and you don't want that to happen to you right you can fight as much as you want later but uh, they won't change the rules and that is kind of good too but yeah that is something you should know from before next is the work culture here like I was being a fool when I came here. I thought, yeah, people say it's a hard work culture. I thought uh, maybe it's just uh, overtime work. It will be like, okay, I can um, work not just eight, but 10 hours a day. I'm okay with that. But I was fooled because it's not just that. It's like working in a factory plus military. <laughs> because uh, you cannot really talk about your personal stuff here. They are really strict with things. So... You have to finish the work and you have to wait for your uh, manager to first leave. Then only you can uh, leave. Of course, it's not the same in uh, many global companies. It is not the case in uh, many IT companies also. But generally, like 80% of the other jobs uh, other than IT, it is really strict. And I know some of my friends who have to work until 2 a.m. And uh, they don't even get uh, overtime money for that. Let alone over time, they don't even uh, 
get their paid holidays as i told you nobody really talks about their personal stuff so it can get very stressful in the working environment plus you cannot really discuss anything with your boss if the boss has decided something you need to follow it you have to have a very 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 good reason and uh, even then they will say they will change the rule but they almost never change anything yeah it's it's really the hardest place to work my first company was a little similar to this but my next company it was better i could at least discuss some things and uh, overtime was less it's like 100% population things like that when your colleagues who are young japanese people they know what i'm saying but they also take the side of the manager because their parents used to work like that their colleges work like that everything works like that here so you cannot change it uh, in one day or you cannot change it for yourself you may need to find many foreigners in your company if you are working in a company which is 50% foreigners then you can expect some changes to happen and yeah in, in that case you can also have a good work culture you know about a person stuff and the culture can be good even if it's a global firm and it is full of japanese people the culture will be japanese right because you're in japan so that you should be mindful of I didn't think about that and it had uh, it impacted me a lot for the first 2 years because it was a typical Japanese firm. Next company was much better. Yeah, but uh, these main problems still remained. So I hope uh, you could uh, learn some positives and negatives about the place uh, which will help you decide uh, to come here. To summarize I will say that uh, it is like a heaven for a traveler and there is absolutely no problem. It's a perfect place. Uh, it's like a utopia. you can uh, easily stay here for one or two months and then go back to your home country no problems at all it can still be a very good place to experience japanese culture if you're coming here for one or two years but if you're coming here for a long term plan like 5 uh, years 10 years or something like that then i'll recommend you to do a lot of research from before let me tell you that uh, after you stay here for 2 uh, to 3 years you cannot really go back to your home country because the world is moving really fast in these times and japan is living in an old uh, traditional era so as i told you already that uh, you cannot change many things here uh, the rules and the traditions that they follow from uh, 30 years back they keep following it now even in these times they still use fax and many companies and people need to go to the office just for that if you work here for 5 years maybe you will be working on the exact same technologies for the whole 5 years of your life and uh, when you go back to your home country things have gone ahead of japan <laughs> you will feel uh, left out yeah it, it it is like a shocking thing that uh, japan being so technology friendly still these things happen here 20 30 years back there were big startups from uh, japan which became huge now and now last 20 years in this uh, millennium almost no big startups have come up that's it in this podcast in the next podcast i will focus more on food and travel thank you for joining me and see you next time